is the refuges and precepts, which we normally sing together right at the beginning, I find. And I think a lot of us find that it's just in terms of building community, it's nice to sing together. And this is a, an ancient tradition, and those people who have found the teachings of the Buddha useful to sing or chant these three refuges. And it's really up to us to make it more than just a, a sound exercise and to bring some meaning. So when we say taking refuge in the Buddha, which we'll, we'll do this in Pali, really the word Buddha really means to be awake. So there is this historic person that's referred to as the Buddha, that's the title, but uh, that person symbolizes for us this possibility of being awake as opposed to being distracted or disconnected, not understanding. So we take refuge in that possibility of awakeness, understanding, just like we know it's possible to be really disconnected, well, then it's possible to be the opposite of that. Yeah, and Dave has some of the refuges if you didn't get one and you need one. A lot of you know it already, but and we take refuge in the Dharma, or Dhamma, and that usually we translate as both the teachings of the Buddha, which are all about pointing to the way things are. So that's something that's here and now, not abstract. And uh, we always want to negotiate with the here and now, but that's not taking refuge in it. Taking refuge in it is somehow acknowledging that this can be our teacher, like how it actually is now is an important teacher, and how the mind or the heart relates to it. Either way, if we're suffering, if we're struggling with our here and now experience, that's a really important teacher, showing us that doesn't work. Struggle doesn't work. And if we're at ease in the here and now, awake and clear, and there's a sense of peace, well, that's also a really good teacher. So we take refuge in the here and now, or Dharma, and we take refuge in Sangha, so when our heart, the Buddha, knows the way things are, then skillful responses, skillful actions arise. So traditionally, Sangha refers to those people who have had insight, deep insight, understand what the Buddha was pointing to. But for us, we can just use the word Sangha to refer to those qualities that tend to arise when the mind is clearly present with the way things are. We tend to be more grounded. Our responses tend to come more from kindness than from hatred. Actions tend to be more appropriate than inappropriate. So all of that skillful responding that we see in ourselves and others, we call that sangha, the beautiful community those moments of beautiful community. Not that it's always this way with this person or this community is always glorious and harmonious and kind, but in moments it really is beautiful and harmonious and inspiring. And maybe in other moments, not so much so. So we don't take, when we take refuge in Sangha, we're not saying that that person is perfect. We're just saying that what we're seeing in this moment arising in our own heart, arising in somebody else's mind, is beautiful and inspiring, worthy of taking refuge in. And so at the beginning of all of our Buddhist studies classes, we'll chant these three refuges together 
And then we'll go right into a guided meditation and until about uh, a little bit after 8. So sitting comfortably, I'll ring the bell three times, and then we'll chant the three refuges together. And we do it in a slow way, in case you're used to more traditional chanting. Posture for the meditation.
eyes can be open, they can be lightly closed, whatever feels right. probably have the sense that the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, these three qualities, they come together right here in the present moment. And this moment will do. You don't need a different moment. And most importantly, we don't need to fix the moment in any way. We don't need to define it or understand it in some conceptual way. In a sense, we can say the present moment doesn't need any adornments, doesn't need anything added or subtracted. Instead, as we settle into the experience of the body sitting, the body breathing, the body hearing, the body seeing, the mind thinking, as we settle into this here and now experience, we can notice the river-like quality. So whatever it is that is being noticed, noticing the changing nature of it. So instead of this idea that I am having an experience, noticing the experiencing Experiencing is happening. Experiencing the sensations of the body is being known. For example, the flow of sensation never really stops long enough to be an experience, but there is the experiencing of sensation, experiencing the flow or movement of sensations coming and going. Noticing what happens when the heart trusts the changing, flowing, unfolding 
experience of sensation. Buddha said that the need for a resting place is burning. It hurts. And if the attention keeps getting caught up in thought, that doesn't need to be a problem. See if you can be interested in the experiencing of thoughts, the moving, changing, unfolding quality of thinking. It never really stops. So instead of feeling the need to control the thoughts or Get rid of the thoughts. See them as a movement of nature. Where did they come from and where did they go? can always come back to the experiencing of the body sitting or the experiencing of the breath moving, coming and going.
taking refuge in the flow of mind-body experiencing. And whenever there seems to be a solid, fixed experience, like a particular mood or emotion or particular pain in the body that doesn't seem to be moving, don't assume it's a problem. See if it's possible. If it's not overwhelming, see if it's possible to be interested in it. You need to take a fresh, open approach, allowing it to reveal its nature in the open space of attention. Is it fixed or is it changing? Are we willing to sustain this wise attention, this interest, until the moment of cessation, where whatever whatever the object was, we observe its changing nature, that it arose and then it ceased. It came and then it went.
for whenever you notice thinking. Let it be a teacher. Allow it to demonstrate the truth that things come and they go. So observe the thought until it isn't there. Without any agenda or expectation, just observe it as it is. Same with sensation or sound. Until we clearly recognize moments of cessation, there is something being known and then gone, no longer being known. It's actually quite surprising for the mind to see these moments of cessation. For the last couple of minutes, as you're aware of these six sensitivities, or six sense gates, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling of sensation, smelling and tasting, and the knowing of thoughts. So as we are awake or sensitive in these six ways, Having any sense of something being fixed or static. And then with an open heart, we get interested. Oh, what is this? 
Is it fixed or is it moving, changing? Mindfulness doesn't have an agenda, just wants to see things as they are. everything to come and go, Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.